those Bibles up. I'm a child of God. I have in my hand the powerful Word of God. It can change lives, heal broken hearts, and save man's soul, and heal from illness. Here's our prayer. Lord Jesus, today, speak to me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now give a high five to your neighbor or pound or whatever you do. All right. Stop saying pound your neighbor. I think some of you were taking advantage of that. All right. <laughs> uh, go to Matthew chapter 1 in your Bibles, if you would, please. We're going to pick up at verse 18 of Matthew chapter 1. Now the birth of Jesus was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, desired to put her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for it is he who will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place, that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph arose from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took her as his wife and kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. We, as Christians, as people, have tremendously high expectations at Christmas time. We want everything to be perfect. We have pictures in our minds of children playing, church choir singing, people smiling, everybody's getting along. But often it's not that way. It is supposed to be, as the song says, the most wonderful time of the year. Or, it's the hap happiest season of all. What's a hap-happy? I mean, hap-hap-hap-happy. Is the stuttering guy singing that or what's going on? But for many, it is very different from the phrases from this song because sometimes interruptions come in the joy of the season. Melinda's experiencing one of those interruptions. Because it can be in the form of sickness. It can be in the form of death. It can be in the form of divorce. It can be in the form of loneliness. It can be in the form of depression. You fill in the blank. But those interruptions will come in the most happiest season of all. And we all look to the Christmas season to be that time of perfect peace and harmony and joy, a time away from turmoil. But the first Christmas was not that way. That first Christmas was an interruption. Interruptions can happen at any good time. They can come when they are not supposed to come. Just like at Christmas time. Would you consider, as I read the story, the timing of Joseph and Mary's interruption? To recap, Joseph and Mary were engaged to be married, and like Christmas, 
engagements are supposed to be a magical time. But it was during this time that a powerful interruption came along. An angel appears to Mary and tells her that she would miraculously as a virgin conceive and give birth to the Son of God. Name Him Jesus. And that should be great joyful news. But what an interruption. How would, how could she explain this pregnancy to Joseph? And would he believe her? And if he did believe her, would he be willing to take on that responsibility? I mean, what of her plans for the wedding and the honeymoon? Those of you that have been married, you know that there's a lot of planning that goes into this stuff. Amazingly so. And after months and months of grinding, planning, and organizing, and money, the father-in-law who pulled you aside and said, if you'll just take her and elope, I'll get ten grand for you right here. <coughs> that kind of springs back up. But what about all that? What about her dreams of romantic days and nights alone with her husband? It wasn't her plans. But she accepted it. And I am fully convinced that she could have said, Lord, no. This is, this is, this is, this is now the question. I already have my plans. I already have bought my dress. I already have the reservations made. But you know, she didn't do that. And we know how Joseph responded. He didn't believe her. I mean, how could he? The woman he's going to marry, and he was looking forward to marrying her. He was excited about the honeymoon, and as you get, ooh, <laughs> ah. As one preacher said, when Adam woke up after creating Eve, he said, whoa, man. <laughs> yeah. Some of you have spent a long time. Do you remember that? Whoa, man. Yes, sir. But how really could he believe her? I mean, his plans for a happy home with this woman that he loved, they were being dashed right before his eyes, his life as well as hers, powerfully interrupted. Just ran across the story as I prepared this message. Last Christmas season, a pastor received a call from his dermatologist's office. See, pastor's we're immune to these things. Pastors, they don't really get sick. Pastors, they're just, they're just strong all the time. Pastors, they don't, they don't crumble under the pressure. You're a pastor. I mean, after all, what you are to address me as the, the holy man of God. Sorting, sorted version, the hummock. I have yet to have any of you address me that way. I am so disappointed. Yes, you do address me in a lot of other. 
back to the message. Here we go. <coughs> he receives a call from the dermatologist's office. Early in December, he had had a dark spot removed from the top of his left ear. <coughs> Excuse me. The surgeon didn't think it was anything to be concerned about. But they would send it off for a biopsy. And if it was okay, they would send him a letter. If there was a problem, they would call him on the phone. Several days later, as he was sitting in his office, his secretary told him the doctor's office was on the phone. He knew immediately that the growth was melanoma. He went home and he cried. His Christmas season was overshadowed with a dark cloud of fear as he wondered if the cancer had spread. Interruptions can come at any time. Amen? If we're not careful, our response to an interruption can send us down the wrong path. Joseph nearly went down that wrong path because when he discovered Mary's pregnancy, he was devastated. He couldn't buy her story about a virgin conception. I mean, that, that's just wild. Think of who in their right mind would believe that. And as much as he loved her and wanted to be with her, there was nothing for him to do but divorce her. Because you see, a betrothal, that, that ancient engagement, was much more binding than today's engagements. And the only way out of that was divorce. And so Joseph had the right to have her stoned to death for infidelity, according to Jewish law. But because he was a good man, that's what our Scripture text tells us, he did not want to harm her or embarrass her he would divorce her privately. That's when it says he will put her away privately. And it was Joseph's human response to a powerful interruption. But what a mistake it would have been. Often an interruption brings knee-jerk reaction. We make decisions that if we were better informed, we would not make. And we must be careful that when we face an interruption, we don't just react according to our own fears and our own feelings. We might make a serious mistake by doing that. I've been so proud of Corey. I think uh, Lindsay mentioned it last week in Midwest City and then again against Union. Down in the trenches, they call that's where the linemen are, down in the trenches. That's where the games are really won or lost. It's not about the running back that runs 900 yards and the quarterback that gets all of the accolades. It's those guys down in the trench. Those hogs down in the trench. That's what they're called. How do I know that? I was one. I still am one. <laughs> but I've been so proud of Corey. A year ago, when guys were treating him the way he has been the last few games, he'd have just beat him up and gotten thrown out of the game. But now he just smiles at him and really irritates him when he says, Jesus loves you. And smiles at him some more. And if they're back-talking him, he goes, yaddy, 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 yaddy. It's great. Got to do some of that hair, though. He's got to do some of that hair. <laughs> Interruptions. They come all the time. You see what I'm saying? They come all the time. But he was going to put her away. Joseph was. And having, and finally, uh, he decides that he'll do this and he finds enough peace once he makes that determination in his heart to go to sleep. And while he's sleeping, an angel of the Lord appears in, in the dream and says, Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. What she says is true. 
that child in her womb is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. It's a fulfillment of what God said through Isaiah the prophet, the virgin shall conceive and give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Joseph awoke with a changed mind. He would not divorce Mary. He would take her as his wife and help raise this miraculous child he had gotten God's perspective on that interruption. When you encounter an interruption, whatever it may be, don't react according to your own feelings and thoughts. Seek God's direction. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Powerful, powerful instruction. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths But He'll only do that. The promise He'll do that is if you want. Lean on Him. Trust in Him. And walk in His ways. Three words to remember when you encounter an interruption. The first word is prayer. Prayer. First thing to do when your life is interrupted is stop and pray. Pray for guidance. Pray for courage. Pray for help. But pray. And when you look to God, He will help you. When Melinda and I were talking the other day at the hospital in between the bouts of, of crying that she would do because of fear and because of anger and because of all the emotions that come when somebody steps into the room and says, you have cancer. The death sentence. So we pray. doctor comes back a couple of days later and he says, I believe you've got an 80% chance to whip this thing. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Prayer. Second word is perspective. Put the interruption in the proper perspective. I mean, how bad is it really? How long will it actually be important? And what difference will it really make in eternity. I love sporting events because the tide, the momentum can turn in one play. And I believe the other night that the momentum turned in our state championship game on that punt, fumble, return for a touchdown. Because that's when it turned. And you can see it in the faces and in the eyes of your opponent. And what you and I have to do is through prayer and through perspective remember that Satan has already lost. And when he knocks you down, don't stay down. Stand up. Stand up. Go to the cross. Cling to the cross. Because the blood of Jesus conquers all sin. The blood of Jesus shuts Satan down. The blood of Jesus is your victory. Under. Put your foot on his neck and say, get behind me, Satan. Keep it in perspective. The third word I want to give you is providence. Keep in mind that God in His providence is still in control of your life. Nothing can happen to you without the leave and notice of your Father. He still has 
all of the hairs on your head numbered. Though for some, that number is getting thinner and thinner and thinner. He still knows everyone. Interruptions can at times redirect our lives in a new and a positive way. And that was true of Joseph and Mary. Their plans were interrupted, but oh, what an interruption. Can you imagine a more wonderful privilege, a more challenging responsibility than to be the human parents of the Son of God? The direction their future took was not what they had planned, but it was so much better. As the worship team comes to help me close. Have you ever considered that God could do that kind of thing in your life? Not that you would be made the parents of the Son of God, but that God that God would take what seems to be an interruption, an unforeseen problem, and use it to set your life on a new and a better path. Whatever, whatever interruption you may be enduring right now, I want to encourage you to look at it in a different light. I want you to ask, God, are you using this to do something great in my life? And then begin to look for the marvelous things that God will do. It's in the midst of chaos that you see the greatest victory. Whatever interruption you may be experiencing this Christmas, there is one thing that you can do. Stop and give thanks to God for Jesus. And as you praise and thank God, even in the midst of difficult circumstances, something of the peace that Jesus came to bring will enjoy. Father, I ask You this morning to move among Your people here today. Father, I ask You specifically to touch those that are heavy-hearted. Father, those that are feeling lonely. Father, we have several within our fellowship within this room this morning who lost loved ones of late. And holidays seem to be the most poignant times for those losses, to feel them, to, to experience them, and to the, the emotions that come with them. Oh, Father, would You wrap Your arms around those folks and just reassure them of Your presence. There are those that are carrying burdens with their children. God, would You give them wisdom and know the right things to say, the right ways to help. There are those that are struggling with their marriages. We're so busy, so busy, both working, passing each other in the hallway, if that. Oh, Father, would You find a way to encourage those couples to, to not do something to enhance that relationship just a little bit. Father, there may be somebody in this room that's wrestling with spiritual sin. They're wrestling, they're wrestling, they've been wrestling, and they just need to turn it loose. It's not my business to know what it is, but it is yours. And you already know. Father, I simply ask You to use us in whatever way You see fit to do the work that You've called us to do. But today, 
as we face interruptions, may we remember that through prayer and changing a perspective can make all the difference in the world. Father, if there's someone with a need today, would you have them respond as we stand and sing together in Jesus' name? Amen. Stand with me.